Hello everyone and welcome to uh, episode 20 of the Prayer in the Making Lent book club. We are in chapter 9, Voice and Body, and we're in the second half of the chapter, which is called Praying Out Loud. Hmm, there's a topic. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about something we don't often talk about here today. Um, I'm going to talk about praying out loud in groups. Uh, interestingly, when I do the whole question that I started, the very first kind of podcast I did on this, apart from the instructions, uh, was all about the best and worst of prayer. And it's interesting that when I do have that conversation with people, what are their best experiences in prayer? What are their worst prayer experiences? Praying in boring prayer meetings comes a staggeringly high place on the... Um, uh, in the worsts of prayer and that seems a shame to me because I think we struggle as it is to do enough praying together as a church and so it's it saddens me to think that actually a lot of people have a diet of that that is really not particularly uh, engaging and that they find difficult now you know there are all sorts of things you can do with that people say to me how do we you know spice up might be the wrong word how do we spice up the prayer meeting and of course you know oh we could do creative prayer and we there's, there's lots of all sorts of things you could do but I want to suggest that it doesn't even have to go that far I think we are badly taught um when it comes to praying out loud we're not badly taught we're just not taught at all actually for the most part um and so you have people we're in prayer meetings and we're doing something which is praying and we're doing it out loud but it doesn't seem to fit into um it doesn't oh, come back to that thought it doesn't it doesn't seem to be inspiring people to be want to be a part of it now one of the reasons for that is because there are different kinds of praying out loud and uh, i think it would serve us greatly if we learnt to recognise what kind of praying we're doing and did the various different versions slightly better rather than going for a middle-of-the-road situation where we all do our own thing. I'd, I'm, sometimes I'm in prayer meetings and I'm like, do you know what? It's like, uh, and forgive me, I'm going to be, is it late at night and I'm probably going to be a bit too honest here, so, you know, bear with me, people. Um, also, oh, caveat, <laughs> I was in a home group once and I ranted for about 10 minutes about why praying with people really annoys me and then was um more surprised than I should have been when we got to the prayer time and nobody wanted to pray everyone was like Lindell you're scared us now we don't want to say anything because you're just going to judge us and seriously I don't really it's not what it's about but when you've been when you've been thinking about prayer as long for for many years and you've been in prayer meetings you you do form opinions don't you and I I don't want to stop anyone praying out loud but I do want to be brave enough to say um, are there ways we could do this that would actually make it uh, more engaging, make people want to do it more? Not because we should, you know, be selling our prayer meetings or anything, but just because actually I think sometimes there are better ways to do things. So um, don't hear in any of this that, I, that I'm being critical and don't hear in any, don't, don't for goodness sake think, well, I'm never going to pray anywhere near Lindle again because she's just going to judge me. Um, I just want to suggest some things. And I think they're particularly pertinent to those of you who lead prayer, actually. They're probably more aimed for people who lead prayer meetings and who are responsible for teaching others in prayer. OK, so it's a vast subject, but let's just go with this one. I, there, there are 
essentially there are two different kinds of praying out loud that I want to talk about. One is what I call conversation prayer and the other uh, is hard to find a name for but it's it's if you like formed prayer. We'll call it formed prayer. I'm going to come back to formed prayer in a minute. Conversation prayer. Okay so we're all sitting in a room and there's how many of us and we're praying about a particular issue. Um, one of the interesting exercises you can do if you have a group who meet regularly and you want to try this theory here's something you can do you can ask them to have a conversation with each other about something like homelessness so put an issue in everyone's got some thoughts on everyone's probably seen someone who's homeless at some point in their lives and just say let's have a conversation and you know set your clock let's have a let's have a 10 minute conversation about this and there's a toing and froing there's a people will say their thing and some people will be more talkative than others, but people all, generally speaking, contribute and so on. And then say, right, now I'm going to spend the next 10 minutes praying about it. Um, a very different set of things will probably happen, depending on who, who you're praying with. But it's a, there's a good chance a very different set of things will happen. It's a good chance that it will it will feel, I was going to say earlier, it sometimes feels like you're sitting in a room full of people who are each having a conversation with God but they're not even almost aware of each other. And it, it may be that you're praying, 10 minutes praying for homelessness goes into that that sort of place where people are saying perfectly good things to God, but they're completely disconnected from each other. So they're listening to each other long enough to work out whether they're going to pray for the same thing or, or they, she's prayed for that, I better pray for something different. But it ceases to be a conversation. Do you see what I mean? It, it becomes 10 different conversations with God about homelessness all happening in the same room uh, all trying not to talk over each other but actually basically just waiting for the gap to say your piece does, does that make sense i hope it does um and uh, my contention is if you then ask the group for the difference between the conversation and the prayer they will quickly come to the conclusion that the conversation was possibly more engaging more enjoyable more connected they listened to each other more in the conversation they um they there was more of a flow and that the prayer was possibly more stilted it was more it was slower it was it was sort of more disconnected and so one of my passions is to get praying together in groups if it's a conversation if it's prayer for homelessness then it's a conversation with god included in your group conversation about homelessness so instead of um you having to form a set piece prayer. So, you know, you right, what are all the things I think about? All right, I need to, I want to get that in, and I want to pray for that, and I want to pray for that, and I want to pray for that. I'm going to make a big long list in my head, see if I can remember them all. You know, I've even heard people pray, and they go like, there were three things I was going to pray for, and I, I can't remember the third one. And I've got to, you know, actually, what about the flow of conversation, which would probably be, oh, here's a thought, that what you just said sparks this thought in me, so I'm going to say this. And then maybe there's another thought and then someone else comes in and says, oh, that really makes me think. And then you'll eventually get to your third point, but it will be at a point in the conversation where your third point is a relevant thing to say. OK, so what if our corporate prayer was more like that kind of conversation? Now, there's a couple of ways you can do this. Um, again, I'm going to say you can only do this if you have a group that you're really comfortable with. I, I don't want any I wouldn't want you to do this and put people off because. That's not going to serve any purpose in the end. But if there's a group you regularly pray with and you want to try this, here's a couple of tips. Um, challenge them to shorten their prayers. Challenge them to not uh, go on for too long. 
because in conversation, for matters of courtesy, for the most part, we don't hold forth for... If you look at average conversational exchange, um, people don't tend to talk for more than about a minute at a time before they let other people come in. So challenge them, challenge your group, challenge yourself to shorten your prayers, challenge yourself and your group to pray for one thing at a time. So instead of, right, I want to get my three top things about homelessness and I want to list them and I want to get through them and that's it, that'll be my bit, I've I've said my prayer. Actually, listening to the prayers around you, what's the next thing that comes to you that you want to pray? It won't be everything you want to pray, but you can do it in 30 seconds or whatever and then someone else will pray and eventually you'll come back to the next thing you want to pray and so on. So um, focus, what's the one thing I want to pray next rather than trying to queue up all the things I want to pray and doing them all at once. The third thing, and people interestingly find this very difficult, is encourage people... even if only for one prayer meeting, encourage people to leave off the address and the close. So the dear Lord and the amen. That doesn't mean they can't address God. So I might start, I might be in a prayer meeting about homelessness and I might come God, you know, it's it's really, you know, the thing that really strikes me, God, is it's painful to, to walk the streets and just see people who I just have nothing to do all day. And, and Lord, that saddens me. God, would you would you raise up things in our community for for uh, places where people who are homeless can go and so on and so forth and stop don't say amen don't try and close it it's a it's a line it's a point in a conversation and as you take a breath the person across the room is going to go yeah lord actually that's interesting Do, do you see what i mean so it's a far more conversational style we're not doing the set piece of lord please would you amen uh, and it, what it does is it 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 energizes the flow slightly more. So instead of people listening to set pieces, they're focusing on a conversation. Um, it does make people feel weird, so they might not want to do it. But uh, I, I challenge you to try it. Uh, so there's a few things. Um, keep it flowing, keep it moving and uh, encourage people brief, focused and without the topping and tailing. Uh, of the traditional prayer format that we do and see if that makes a difference also of course in with all of that is the challenge to listen to each other what did the last person pray don't just wait for your gap to get your thing in actually follow the flow of what other people are praying and let it lead you to the next thing you want to pray give it a try and see if it doesn't uh, bring things to life a bit but what it does that that whole kind of style of things accentuates the fact that there is something at the other end of the spectrum, if you like, or nearer the other end of the spectrum, which is what I'm going to call formed prayers. And those are the times when it is your job to bring the prayers of a room of people or a group of people before God. That might be intercessions in church. It might be the summing up prayer at the end of a prayer meeting. I just feel I need to do a formed prayer kind of when it's the end of a meeting or something. And I, you know, I feel like I've got the job of kind of turning, you know, kind of we've all stopped for a moment. We're turning our attention to God and and we want to say something to him that kind of rounds up what we've done. Um, that's a, that for me is also another time for formed prayer. It might be when you're praying in a context where the other person can't pray or doesn't want to pray. So you're sort of representing both of you, as it were, before God. Now, formed prayers are not part of a conversation. They are prayers where you're seeking to sum up or bring before God um, 
a situation or a number of situations. And in that case, they are best done from a place of a bit of thinking and planning. I do, I have been in situations, I've done it myself, where I've, I've, I've got the responsibility of praying and I just start and I've got no idea where I'm going. Um, yeah, okay, so Lord, well, dear Lord, um, yeah, well, uh, thanks for that great time we've had and yeah, yeah, really cool. And, and yeah, would you do that? Do you see, now, again, it's not that God doesn't listen to that kind of prayer. Uh, he absolutely does and he loves it. It's just that when you are um, praying, doing that kind of formed prayer thing, don't be afraid to stop for a bit before you start and think about it. I'm a bit, um, well, I don't know if I'm known for it. I do it a lot and people don't seem terribly surprised. If you ask me to pray, I'm very likely to take probably 20 seconds before I start. So if I'm asked to uh, close a prayer meeting or something like that, or if I'm asked to, uh, you could, oh, Lyndall, you, your prayer is your job. Why don't, why don't you say the prayer in this situation? Pray for us, Lyndall. Uh, I'm quite likely to take 10 or even 20 seconds before I start because I want to get in my head where is this prayer going? What's it for? What are the things I want to include? If it's a formed prayer, it won't just be one thing. It might be two or three things. Um, is there a structure that I want to follow? Do I want to give thanks first and then ask God for something? Is there something that I feel has come out of the meeting that I really want to kind of bring to God in that prayer? You know, what do I actually want to say? Give it some thought and shape it up a little bit maybe I quite often use um structure this is very me I quite often use structure I use stuff like the trinity so I will I will form a prayer roughly in my head and it'll be if I were praying for someone who was ill for instance I might say well father would you you know I pray that so-and-so might know your love and your arms around them in this difficult time Jesus you healed the sick I want to pray that your healing might come spirit you uh, are the giver of life and you 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 know I want to pray that you're that you will hover and and rest on this person so it it's it does that doesn't make it a better prayer that just is a structure that helps me to say a bunch of words that are the best prayer I can bring in that moment so a couple of thoughts I'm not going to keep you any longer and I have no doubt well I kind of hope that you'll all have thoughts about this because I love to hear how other people manage the whole corporate prayer thing but I hope it gets you thinking and I hope it gives you courage to break out of whatever your normal is when it comes to praying out loud and to try slightly different things and uh, we'll be back I shall be back uh, in a day or so for the next chapter